episode of in the trench today is such a good episode and i keep saying that every episode is my favorite episode but honestly it feels that way everybody we keep getting is just so cool and it's nobody's one-upping anybody everybody's just so so sick and it's just i guess it's recency bias but today we have zanzotics um he's a tiktok star based on straight up conspiracies all of his links are in the description but definitely check him out he has super super cool uh, content and he goes crazy in depth on everything that he, he does an insane amount of research we talked about so many scary and interesting things today and um i know i got chills uh with some of our conversations especially regarding uh wendigos and skinwalkers and beyonce be, maybe being a demon there's just a bunch of scary shit we talked about um before i jump into that podcast really quickly uh, thank you again to Kayla and Kyle over at Amore Pizza Davy, amorepizzadavy.com. Get your pizza, get your Italian food, whatever has you. Um, again, this mic was brought to me by Alliance Technology, alliancetechnology.com. Um, they are going to be upgrading us in a little bit as well. So extra shout out to them. And if you watch Attack on Titan, go to scoutsarmory.teespring.com. Great, great merch. Um, is that it? I think that's it. Anyway, thanks again to Zanzotics for coming on. Such a cool podcast. And we will be doing another podcast soon with him. Um, here we go. Officially, we started, what, three weeks ago? About oh, three, wow. Okay. About three weeks ago. And we have, like, we've had it. I don't even know how we've done it, but we've managed to get so many guests on. That's so, awesome. Originally, we wanted to do it just one episode a week, just every Monday morning. But now we've been doing every two, every, like, every Monday and Wednesday. Oh, really? Yeah. And now we're even considering doing every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, just because it's like so many people just keep coming on. Um, so you guys, uh, you guys are in South Florida, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah South Florida. Park. Uh, we're close to Fort, right? We're like right next to Fort Lauderdale. Oh, okay. I uh, used to work in a tattoo shop on Fort Lauderdale Beach. Um, and then like, I lived in Lake Worth, Deerfield, all over Boca Raton is where I originally moved into. What, what, for, what, uh, tattoo shop? Uh, at the time it was called DNS tattoos. Um, they have another one inside of, uh, the hard rock casino. Okay. And they also own one on Deerfield beach that was called Rockstar tattoo. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I started my tattooing career and being a counter boy and all that stuff. Nice. And uh, do you still do tattoos? No, now. So <laughs> I went total opposite direction. I, uh, a couple years ago, 10 years ago, uh, I've always had a huge drive for, for animals. I love fish dogs. Like I shot you that thing. Oh, check out my, my kennel, senpai kennel. Cause I breed dogs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I've, I've loved animals. And one of my best friends, dad was kind of running a shop or co-owned a pet store and was like, Hey, I need a reptile manager. And so I came in as a reptile manager and uh, got into saltwater fish and I kind of just never left. I ran that store for about five years and then I moved on to doing maintenance. So I go to people's houses or their work and I take care of their saltwater fish tank, their pond or their freshwater tank. And yeah, so I, that's what I do now is I drive all over uh, Northern California, basically within two hours of where I live. I drive around and I'll go to their house and, you know, take care of their tank. It pays pretty well. It's like 150 bucks an hour. So that's sick. That's super yeah. sick. Yeah. It's um, a neat job. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, I, we, we, we've been trying to get a, 
So like my three, not dream, but like three guests I've been really like trying to get are a astronaut, a paleontologist, and a um, Egyptologist slash zoologist. Sick. So I've been trying to get people who know about animals, and I have a friend who is who's nearby who's like all about animals, and he's like, he handles like like exotic snakes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think we're gonna make something happen because yeah, no, we 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 love animals too, and we. That's we, right. The. Uh... I'm drawing a blank right now for some reason, but the guy that uh, owns Iguana Island, have you ever heard of that? No. Um, there's a guy that owns Iguana Island, which is out in South Florida, and it's basically going to be like a reptile zoo. Mm-hmm. Um, that guy does a lot of cool, like he'll go to on podcasts and talk about animals and stuff. And like, from what I've been told, he's like, uh, just about doing it. He's not really like the type of person like no you got to pay me you know what i mean oh okay cool 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 cool. cool. yeah no that is dope no i mean we'll definitely we'll definitely hit it up and see what he's about um so you ready yeah i'm super ready um are you guys do do you guys do an intro to get into it or what's what's so the way we do the intros we do them before before the podcasts and then we just then you just kind of come on so yeah the, the intro's been done oh cool you already did it yeah cool we do all the intros before okay cool so i don't have to worry about that nice so um what do you want to start with do we go do we go straight into uh, personally i want to i want to dive into wendigo slash skinwalker which is cool because uh i was telling your your partner nikki that uh it was either she she did really good research on me or it was divine intervention because i had my own wendigo uh experience i can talk about yeah and so that's why it's cool like she somehow she picked all these subjects i mean i'm sure she saw like my miami condo one um and she picked some subjects where it's like oh i've had experience or like the bohemian grove i've been researching the bohemian grove for i don't know eight years you were Uh, just there right yeah i just went out there recently um i know people that like are part of the club i know people that have worked there and i know people that are in the black market that brings stuff there if you get what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah um and so i've got a couple stories about that but yeah let's start with the windigo so let's start with the window so it's funny you mentioned that i sent nikki that that uh that list this morning because she's like um because you asked for the topics on here yeah so send him this because i think he's he's gonna enjoy this yeah and um no definitely so let's let's start with windigo so what, what do you mean you have your own experience because that sounds terrifying well <clears throat> so I mean, so you you obviously know about the whole uh, folklore around Wendigos or skinwalkers in general, right? So I'll, I'll go over just really lightly yeah. just for people who, who don't know. So essentially, it's a Native American legend, correct? And yep. it's it's pretty much like this. She's right here next to me, so she she doesn't know too ah, much. So I'm kind nice. of Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's essentially like this creature, this cryptid that looks sometimes like a human sometimes doesn't and can imitate your voice Mm -hmm. sometimes Mm -hmm. and um they pretty much live in the appalachians right in like a a super super crazy cave system that is pretty much part of why people go missing every year in these national parks Mm -hmm. and there's a conspiracy behind even that that teddy roosevelt knows about this Mm -hmm. problem and and uh, he said, listen, the, the people, we, 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 we can't just close off the entire parks because then people will ask too many questions. So it's like, it's, it's almost like to them, a, 
a justifiable loss for people who get lost. Yeah, exactly. So essentially these, these cryptids lure you out by pretending to be somebody in danger or by calling your name. Mm -hmm. And that's, and and correct me if I'm wrong. A lot of times they take, um, like they'll take, uh, the apparition of a, a, an animal or something Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. They've Um, been, they've been said it looked like, like sometimes like moose or mm -hmm. like, uh, I saw something that some lady claimed that her dog was possessed by one. Oh, really? And that that was because she had like videos of like her dog like opening her door at night and like just staring <laughs> at her and it was like creepy. Oh, a little creepy. And you know, I I think that's one of the amazing things about TikTok, bro. Is uh, I'll start with with that first. Is that uh, TikTok has allowed one a lot of fraudulent conspiracy theories to grow, but it's also allowed people to put out their proof or their versions, right? And um, there was this guy, one morning I woke up and like every morning I get on TikTok and I'm scrolling through and all of a sudden this guy is like frantically talking about his experience the night before about how his girlfriend came and was like, hey, there's, I think there's a deer in the backyard. And she was, he was like, yeah, okay. And she's like, but it's standing. And he was like, what? And so he got up and he walked and the deer was standing on its hind legs. And he was like, what the heck? And so he was about to go out the door And as he was getting ready to go out the door, his girlfriend looked and it was gone again. It was like disappeared. And so he was like, okay, well maybe it's just gone. And so they sat back down and then all of a sudden it knocking, you know what I mean? And then, so it gets all, the guy gets all nervous and he's telling the story and he's like, you know, uh, I've, I've heard of this thing called Wendigos where like they'll lure people out with either, uh, you know, screaming or they'll knock on stuff. And so he was like, of course, I didn't freaking go outside because it's like two o'clock in the morning. I have no idea what's going on. And that's some creepy ass shit seeing a deer hang, you know, stand up on its hind legs. And so then he goes on to say that, like, it never came back that night. Well, that morning he got up to go out to work. And as he went out to work across his lawns, he saw hoof prints, but there were only two side by side, not four. So like it was like walking across and he was tripping out and the dude was like frantic right and so it's cool that now so i saw that right and uh my experience was back in uh 2001 i'm 35 so back in 2001 uh i was i think a freshman yeah i was a freshman in high school my younger brother uh was in cub scouts and he was his my mom and uh, him wanted to go on this camping trip with the rest of the Cub Scouts. And, you know, I was a punk teenager at that time. And I was like, uh, I guess I'll go. And I was being all bratty. And so, like, I was miserable the whole time, of course. And so I'm sitting there and this guy who his name was Jim. He was one of the dads of one of the kids. Uh, he could tell I was, you know, miserable being hanging around with all these kids. And he was like, hey, why don't I take you out and we go look for deer? And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, I got these high powered binoculars and we can go look for deer. And I was like, okay. He was like, but let's wait till later tonight. So that way, you know, there's a better chance for him out. He said, he told me that early in the morning and late at night's the best chance. Midday, they're not really going to be out. They're going to be bed down. And so I was like, cool, let's do it. Later that night, we go out and he teaches me how to look through binoculars and stuff, which sounds insane that you couldn't just, you know, you have to learn, I guess. But I was looking and uh, so he's starting to point out different areas to watch for deers. And he's like, oh, look, there's one here. And he has me looking. And so we're doing this for about an hour. And then Jim's like, hey, we should probably get back to the camp so your mom doesn't worry. And I was like, okay, let's go. So we get in the truck and we start heading back. And it's like dark at this point. And we're heading back and it's a dirt road. And, you know, we're just doing 10 miles per hour. And all of a sudden he slams on the brake. And he's like, did you see that? And I was like, no, what? And he's like, 
he was like, there was a deer that just walked across the front of, you know, the front of the road about 30 feet down. And I'm like, no. And I'm thinking still at the time, you know, all four legs walking. I'm not thinking what we're talking about the window. So I'm like, okay, we've seen deer all night. And he's all like, he's like, no, this was on its hind legs. And I was like, okay, maybe it bucked up. You know, I'm still not thinking I'm a kid. So I'm like, okay. And so he was like, I'm, he was like, I'm going to get out and look. And I'm like, still not thinking. I'm like, okay, cool. So we get out and he's like, got his binoculars, which had night vision on him. So he's like looking around and stuff. He doesn't see anything. And then about 10 feet in front of us, we start hearing a rustling in the bushes. And of course, right then my, you know, my gut sank. I'm like, okay is this a mountain lion what the hell or is this the deer about to charge us and i swear to god esteban this thing walks out on its hind legs and it was a it, it looked like a deer walked out in its hind legs about 10 feet from us it made eye contact with us and its eyes were just straight black right deer eyes but it's straight black across its eyes no white behind it and it just stops and we're staring dead at this thing and i was like can, can we go I swear to God, no, no quicker than I said that the thing just turned around and walked, bro. Like not walked back into the brush and like we get into the car and he's like, I've never seen that. And I'm like, no shit. Like that was some, some other shit. Now, mind you at the time, I had no idea about Wendigos or any of that stuff. It wasn't until much later in my life that I found out about that. And I like look back on that experience, like, oh shit. That's, what that, that, that's probably what it was. I remember getting back to camp and I was telling everybody and we're telling, you know, he's telling his wife and stuff. No one believed us, bro. Everybody was like, deers don't walk on their hind legs. They're not for sure as hell. They're not going to walk, you know, into a bush, walk 30 feet towards you or 20 feet towards you and then walk out the bush. And so people thought we were crazy, but I swear on everything that I love that, that, that really happened, you know, that is absolutely horrifying <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is I, I i like i'm the first person to say i'm a fucking pussy when it comes to the ghosts, woods. <laughs> ghosts the woods just me too bro the supernatural i just can't i can't handle yeah i'd rather be put so i have this the sick fantasy where like i want dinosaurs to come back just for the chance to be put on an island with a t-rex and have that have them chase me <laughs> i have that so i'll go through that yeah, I mean, I have to sleep a night in a haunted house for a billion dollars. No, yeah, it just I just can't handle that stuff. So I, I totally get it. Um, the county that I live in, Sonoma County, uh, we have a lot of native land around us that's protected and stuff like that. Like in Nevada, which is about thirty minutes from me, there's a hill there that's a an Indian Indian cemetery, so it's a burial ground. And in that that area, there's a lot of folklore about Wendigos and people seeing stuff. So like uh. Like the Great In Casino is another place that has, uh, obviously, because it's native land, has a lot of uh, tribe members out there. And I go to a little fast food place called Amy's Kitchen right there. And I've met a couple of the guys that, you know, from the res, and they'll tell me stories about Bigfoot. They'll tell me stories about Wendigos, like, like it happens, you know what I mean? Like, it's no big deal. And I believe them because the conviction in, like, what do they have to lie about? You know what I mean? They're yeah, yeah, there's no reason. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I recently got back from, I was supposed to go to Japan with my best friends for two weeks. Okay. Japan got shut down completely. No one's yeah. flying to Japan. So yeah. we, were, we were stuck here. We all requested vacation. So we had two weeks to like, what are we going to do? So okay. we switched our tickets and went to Seattle because my friend had been to Seattle and he was <laughs> Seattle. So it's like, whatever, we'll go to Seattle. The sure. entire time, because um, Seattle is still on, on the Appalachian. 
So like Mount Rainier and uh, we went to Mount Rainier, we went to Mount Sai and we went to, uh, I wanna say Yellowstone or what's the other one? What's the other volcano? Um, Mount Helens, Mount St. Helens. Mount St. Helens, yeah, yeah. And the entire time, the entire time, I was like, yo, we have to stay on the trail. We have like, there's no leaving the trail because that's the number one thing. Yeah. It's almost like they know also. Yeah. Yeah, the trail. Yeah, but um, and we made sure to always stay in like a fat group. Like we would never let anybody get too far ahead of us. Anything. Yeah, so it's like that's to me like the number one thing I was thinking about in those national parks was Wendigos. Yeah, that Bigfoot. I'm a huge. Yeah. I'm a huge Bigfoot nut. So. Bro, you are. Yeah. So did you see my posting about how I'm going hunting for Bigfoot? You going squatching? Yeah, I'm going squatching. So. Here in Northern California, there's an area called um, Willow Creek, which is like like uh, Roswell, New Mexico to UFOs, right? It's Bigfoot capital world. So we're going to go stay at the Bigfoot Motel. There's a museum that has the largest collection of Bigfoot evidence. Um, the, I talked to the owner, and so we're going to do a tour with her so I can re, you know, do some content. And then uh, they unfortunately don't have any tours of, of like squatching where to go. And so what I've done is I started talking to locals and talking to other people that have had sightings and I started mapping out sightings. So me and my dad are just going to go have our own uh, Sasquatching. We're just going to drive around to different sighting spots. And uh, while I believe my dad is a huge enthusiast on Sasquatch. And so uh, I'm doing it because I want him to have this experience, but I also want to be able to have the content and go over it because I feel like not too much, like me, you know, there's a lot of people that do the whole conspiracy spiel on TikTok, but yep. there's nobody really going out into the field. You know what I yep. mean? Mm -hmm. And so that's going to be my game plan. Like I'm doing the Sasquatch one. Uh, I'm about to drive down to the McCrony Center which is where one of the most deadly cults uh, lived and which isn't far from me. So I'm going to try to start doing a lot of things where I go in person. I was trying to talk my partner into going to Mexico so we can go. Um, damn, I just lost the name. Uh, El Chupacabra. Uh, Chupacabra. Yeah, I want to go, bro. I don't know if we'd see it. Just like I don't know if we're going to see Sasquatch, but I want to do stuff like that. I want to go. Listen, you might be that one lucky motherfucker that sees that Sasquatch and you know, there's a $10 million bounty on Sasquatch, right? I had no clue, but there's, there's yeah. Animal Planet said anybody who gets either captures or gets legitimate proof of Sasquatch, $10 million. Damn. Yeah. Well, it sounds like uh, I'm going to be recording every moment. <laughs> you have to record every moment. No, it's funny you mentioned Willow Creek because there's a movie called Willow Creek. Uh-huh. And um, you seen it? No. It's... um really really good and it's literally what you're describing it's a guy and his girlfriend that goes into town the guy's obsessed with squatching and <laughs> um they go they stay at the bigfoot motel they talk to all the locals and then literally you what you're describing you're describing the movie yeah. you're doing this and okay. then they're gonna go to the um the patterson ghibli site yep mm -hmm. that's like the most famous squatch yep. site ever because that's where the 1960s video was caught mm -hmm. so the whole thing was they didn't know how to get down there they just knew that they had to go through like the forest and they, uh -huh. go, they go park and they get they get hustled by some dude and the guy's like get out of here like we don't need you here so they continue going through they get lost in the forest they start hearing things and at the end of the movie that's a spoil oh, i'm gonna spoil it but go for it at the end of the movie um it's like nighttime they're already lost in the woods 
and they find themselves in this creek, and that's they were at the Patterson Ghibli site. They made it. Oh, really? At this point, they're running from something, and he looks down, and there's a huge Bigfoot footprint in front of him. And, and then, then he turns around. Him. He turns around, and he sees the bride of Bigfoot. Because you know the myth that Bigfoot has a, a bride, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he sees just this woman standing there naked, and then you hear a giant roar, and then it cuts. You never see Bigfoot, which is annoying. But so speaking of the the Gimli sighting and all that, have you heard the conspiracy around it? How it was actually a murder? No. Oh, so there's a, a conspiracy going around that the footage. So remember how there's blood on the ground and the guys yeah. are washing their hands off and getting blood and everybody assumes that they were just out hunting for deer or something like that. And then they catch this video. And so there's a conspiracy going around because of the way they handled themselves, uh, the tight, like the, the blood patterns and everything that it was actually two guys that had created a murder or killed, killed somebody and were filming it to make like a snuff tape and then caught this on which is a little far stretched to me, but still there's like a whole conspiracy based off that video. And I, I the other night I was like, eh, while I don't believe it necessarily, I love conspiracies. Let's go look into it. And I started looking into it. And then the minute they were like, yeah, the guys were serial killers that were making snuff videos. I was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I mean, that would have been one eventful day. They just killed someone and catch Bigfoot right after. Exactly. But yeah, what you're describing, because I, I, I've talked about with my friends like uh -huh. we all go let's go let's go squatching one day go to virginia or yeah. go to northern california or just a bunch of different places across the, the u.s mm -hmm. that are like hot spots well um, it sounds like you might have a new friend that would be willing to do that with you <laughs> for sure we no but if we go we're gonna go like <laughs> I, I get what you're saying yeah yeah i want to make sure i want to make sure that this motherfucker gets found um, not even I'm not even going to hunt him. I just don't want to be his prey. Yeah. When I right, see him, I'm right. not gonna to try to kill Bigfoot. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, of course. I wouldn't want to do that. But yeah. but if that motherfucker sees me <laughs> and he comes at me, <laughs> he comes at me, all of us. You know? um, it's it's weird because there's so many people that have had sightings about it, right? About Bigfoot or Sasquatch, and uh there's nobody with hard, sufficient evidence, like a body, right? Yeah. Like, and there's a part of me that, because this is one of the things that, okay, so I love conspiracy theories. I'm all about it. I'm, I deep dive into all that. I love rabbit holes. I research the shit out of it. Um, but I have a really logical mind and I can look at stuff and I will break shit down and I find the flaws and everything. And so it's like, I'm constantly getting stuck into these conspiracy theories that I just ruined for myself. Cause I'm like, okay, there's no body like da, 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 da. But then I try to go back to the conspiracy and just get more embedded into it. So it's like this game of, you know, believing, <laughs> but not. <laughs> it's, it's in my, in my opinion, like I tell everybody this, it's, I rather believe than not. The yeah. only reason is cause if you don't believe in anything, life is boring. Yeah. So I tell everybody that, listen, there's no hard evidence, but there's also no hard evidence to the contrary. Yeah. So like, Look at aliens, bro. I, you know, Bob Lazar? Huh? You know anything Bob about Bob Lazar? Lazar? Yeah, of course. No, okay, good. I, we talked about that in my first episode. I could, I could talk about Bob Lazar for hours. Yeah. But um, I like 100% believe him. Like 100%. Well, yeah. yeah. And, and the funny part is I've, believed since i was a kid and there was a point in time where guys like me and you would get called tinfoil hat and like be criticized and outed for believing in aliens 
And now we're in 2021 and people, there's this revealing of, you know, UFOs are just released. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so I'm not crazy. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like the, the biggest with, with Bob Lazar in specific, you watch the documentary on Netflix. Yeah. 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 Such a good one. Yeah. But, uh, with him in specific, he was talking like the, the shit he said, first of all, his story didn't change for 30 years. Yeah. It's never changed once. Yeah. It's been super, super like staggering. On point, yeah. It's a yeah. Exactly. And um, he said shit back in the 80s that people were like, oh, everybody said, no, you're lying, you're lying, you're lying, you this and that. But mm-hmm. then it would come to realization later. Like he was talking about Element 115, which to me, that's like the most inter- interesting thing ever. Mm-hmm. We have, and he talked about it in the 80s, nobody believed them. And then in 2005, it was added to the periodic table. Yep. And then he was talking about when he walked into S4, which is his, his, um, his lab. It's like mm-hmm. a, an off, another, like a off branch of Area 51. Um, it was called what? S4. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. That when he would walk in, they would measure, they have a machine that measures the length of his bones in his hands. Mm-hmm. And that's the way they like, like a fingerprint thing. Yeah. And they're like, what is that? No, that's bullshit. No, no, no. And then, in 2007, pictures came up of that machine. And it's a bunch of shit that he said. And the fact that he brought people, he used to bring his friends because mm-hmm. he knew the, the flight, the flight, um, the testing days. He would bring them to the mountains and show them, like, the watch, look here. And that's how he got caught eventually. Which, really? Yeah. I didn't know that part. I guess I missed that in the documentary. Wow. No, no. So what he would do is that he, because he used to be there, they used to invite him out to when okay. he used to test the UFOs. Okay. And he would watch them. Yeah. They would watch him fly the UFOs. And then he he started catching on or like uh, he'd have a schedule for the test dates. So he would tell his friends he got to one point where he felt like like he wasn't getting anywhere. So he's Mm -hmm. like, guys, if you you know that job I was telling you about, let me show you. So he takes a bunch of his friends over to like a mountain behind Area 51. Because this is before they expanded Area 51 Mm -hmm. beyond the mountains. Yeah. So they brought to a mountain, they brought like a campfire, they did a bunch of shit and they just sat there and watched the UFOs fly all day. And there's footage. He has footage of it, but it was at nighttime. So it's just a light, like moving, mm-hmm. so it's whatever. But um, according to him, that's how he got caught. That one day he took all his friends out. It was pitch black. And then he sees like these green lights around him. And there's a bunch of army people in, in uh, night vision goggles. Oh, wow. He took him in. And that's why he, he went on like every news channel he could to say, because he felt like that was going to be his insurance. Because if he spouts everything out and they kill him, it's going to look very sus. Yeah. What, and what the, the funny part is about it, and then what happens to him afterwards, <clears throat> he's, cru- he's like crucified for being crazy. People run whole, you know, series on in newspapers and, and uh, news articles on TV about how crazy this dude is and how he's not in his right mind. And then we're now here in 2021 where it's like, okay, UFOs aren't, are, are real. Sorry, aren't. Mm-hmm. UFOs are real and he wasn't crazy. No, no. You know who else went through something like that? Is uh, do you know who Richard Bird is? Mm, the name rings a bell, but no. Yeah, Richard Bird. You probably have heard of it because it has to do with Antarctica. Um, and Richard Bird was the Air Force pilot that was uh, sent out to Antarctica to do um, an expedition. And this was back when um, the Nazis were trying to make their way out there also to go do an expedition. So the United States government sent him and a team of like seven other uh, people from the Air Force. There was like a scientist and two other guys. Well, 
the story goes, he got, he got lost. Right. And once he was out there, he disappeared for like 15 days or something like that. And there was no radio contact, no nothing. And mind you, he's flying in an airplane. So when he gets back 15 days later, he starts telling these stories of hollowed earth and how he found hollowed earth. He flew inside, he stopped, he was approached by the intergalactic federation, which was down there talking to the people in hollowed earth. And they were talking to him about how um, he can't, he can go back and he can notify, um, you know, the world about hollow earth and aliens and everything like that. But he cannot tell them about the advance, uh, the advancements in civilization that they have down there because they were technology like wave advanced UFOs, stuff like that, anti-gravity. And so 15 and you can look this up. It's all on like, unfortunately, it's all on the Internet. So people are going to be like, oh, it's fake. But uh, there's proof. United States government does talk about him. Anyways, he uh, after 15 days later, he was the only person besides uh, his scientists that came back. Everybody else was either uh, they were claimed dead. But he came back uh, with his scientists and he started telling stories about hollowed earth. And they immediately put him in a sane asylum, said he was crazy, started trying to discredit him, said there's no way that's possible. Uh, after two months of him being in a sane asylum, he gets out and he goes hush hush and doesn't talk about it, right? Well, now fast forward, I think it was 15 or 20 years later, um, he starts putting out pieces about hollowed earth and stuff like that. And of course, you know, he gets killed and he's gone. But um, the whole thing is that I think that it's something that when someone, you or I, any of us starts coming out with these theories or something and people listen to us, right? Like, yo, most of my following on TikTok, I have like almost 67,000 love the conspiracy theories. Like they eat that shit up, bro. Mm -hmm. I do murder mystery too, but they love the conspiracies. And there's something to be said behind that. That means the whole world doesn't trust what they see right in front of them and they're they're willing to question it right yeah. and i think that's healthy it's when you you're blind and you believe what the next person tells you as god honest truth yeah. there's a problem you know what i mean and i think that this whole government or yeah this whole government pushing down on people that say they have these experience you're just silencing something that you know you're, you're making it look more suspicious now <laughs> at this point in time yeah I mean, I, I, I completely agree. I've heard some some wacky shit about uh, Hollow Earth, and it's, what have you heard? So pretty much, I've heard that. Um, well, there was there was a conspiracy that Amelia Earhart Amelia Earhart got caught inside of. Mm -hmm. They call they call it a Gartha, I believe. Yep, exactly. You're correct. And um, but then it was debunked because I think they found Amelia Earhart in some island in Indonesia. Really, I think I think she was found recently, and I know one of my friends. We were we were at the in Seattle. We were at the at the uh, museum of aerospace. Uh huh. And we there was a whole thing for Amelia Earhart, and I was like, damn, I can't believe they never caught her and I never found her. And it's like, oh yeah, like three years ago they realized they they found there was like evidence of her landing in Indonesia. And I'm like, oh, I'm good. but there was, really? the conspiracy was so. My girlfriend's right here. So the Agartha, essentially, it's funny because the first time I ever heard of Agartha was in Black Ops 2 Zombies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> boy. <laughs> but um, the whole thing about Agartha is it's a civilization inside of Earth where they say there's still dinosaurs lurking around. There is 10 foot tall people lying yeah. around, giants. Yeah. And um, they're essentially, it's like a perfect utopia mm -hmm. where everything is perfect 
mm-hmm. where they have like there's no disease there's no nothing it's just because they've already evolved so far past beyond that and whereas the entire planet essentially is the ghetto yeah they call us the the stinky uh surface walkers yeah we're, we're, we're the ghetto compared yeah, to that and so they're, they're saying there's two entrances which is either is uh the north pole and the south pole yeah and which is there's a lot of interesting things because in google earth if you see the north pole and the south pole it's like blurred out they yeah. purposely blur the the poles and you can't fly over it mm-hmm. and if you go to antarctica it can only be on a scientific expedition and like you're extremely monitored and you can't even go to where that is and they won't even tell you where it is but you can't yeah. even go there yeah so that's that's something i find extremely interesting but i personally well i'm I'll put it out there. I'm not a flat earther, so I I don't yeah I don't, yeah. I, don't I don't believe in the ice wall. I don't that that to me is a little crazy. I'll, I'll say that uh, I'm willing to. I've never I never gave flat Earth a chance. Like I've never really dove into it and researched it because I understand gravity. I understand laws of physics, mm-hmm. and that's my problem with Agartha. Right? If there's a hole in the middle of the world, you've just now shot a hole in physics and gravity (laughs) so like the theory of gravity and so it's hard for me to necessarily buy into it but there's also unexplained phenomenons that happen all the time you know i mean like what if the hole in the middle of the 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 earth is creates some type of like gravity vacuum which then flips the polarity inside of you know hollow earth which makes gravity different so like i mean mean, the same way where like if you drop the pebble if you made a hole that goes clean through the earth you drop a pebble it's gonna go all the way down and go way back up Yep, exactly. <laughs> yep. Until, it's going to keep doing that until at one point it's just stuck floating in the middle. Yep, yep, until the pressure uh, evens out, exactly. There's a funny video where it's like if you've ever fallen a hole that goes clean through the earth, as soon as you feel like your your speed is slowing down, grab a hold of something because you're <laughs> all, all the way back the other way. Yeah. But, so, I mean, I, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, hollow earth is real, all this is real, but I'm not saying it's not. Yeah. I'm definitely I will, saying it's not. I will go on record and say uh, the Earth is not flat, though. Yeah, the Earth is not flat. <laughs> uh, we just had two billionaires going to space uh, live stream that people yeah. watched in person, and they didn't hit some glass, some glass dome. Feeling? Yeah. yeah. So I had. It's funny. I had a guy. He was he was extremely scary, convincing the way he talked to me. He I used to work at AT and T. And I would meet crazy okay. people. In Fort Lauderdale, you meet all types of people. And I had some dude, I forgot his name. He came in and he was dressed very like peace and love, very like eccentric. Yeah. And he had a bunch of like Zodiac stuff. And I, I asked him like, oh, like, like, what do you do? He's like, oh, I'm, I am an astral projector person or something. Really? So I'm like, the only time I've ever heard of that was in Insidious and in the Conjuring movies. Yeah. So I was like, I got kind of creeped out. So he starts telling me, and I'm like, just out of curiosity, I thought I was going to offend him, but it didn't. I was like, are you a flat earther? And he's like, 100%. 100%. 100%. And then he starts going in depth with me about heaven and hell and all this stuff. And he's pretty much telling me that, that, um, I forgot what it was, what this type of person is called. Because he was saying... Yeah, that we're that we're in a dome, essentially this glass dome, and on the outside of us is is a water, 
Yeah, I just recently saw something about this. Yeah, it's some mm -hmm. liquid. And the sun and the moon are inside of the dome. Yeah. So, but it's weird because there have been videos of a cloud going behind the sun, and it was kind of creepy. And I was like, whoa. But he starts telling me about, like, how we're all in this dome, and there isn't, he was saying there was no ice wall, because he says we're a dome. We're, uh -huh. we're encapsulated. And I'm like, so what's beyond it? And he's like, oh, those are, like, there's a name for it, but he, he does say there are higher beings and that there's there's no religion, he says. He said that if you're a good person, there's tears to your goodness. Yeah. And you'll go to a certain place when you die for your goodness. So if you're some like holy saint person, amazing person, you'll go to the best version of heaven you can ever imagine. But if you're a whatever person, you're going to go to whatever place. You're exactly. not going to be in hell burning, but you're just going to be like in in the in a, in a hotel lobby like you know what i mean and but then if you're a shit person like there's levels to your shittiness as mm -hmm. well and he's saying to the worst of the worst this was the part that gave me chills he was like before you die you'll see a black dragon that comes and picks you up <laughs> and takes you to this this place where he described it as or the way i imagined it was he takes you to this place where it's like you're in the middle of a volcano. He dumps you in the volcano and you feel the most agonizing pain that never goes away for eternity. Yeah. So that's what he says. But, and he was telling me about this dude because he's like, look it up. There's stories everywhere about people seeing that dragon because there's people who have near-death experiences that are mm -hmm. shitty, shitty, shitty people. Yeah. And this, they'll, they'll, they'll explain, no, no, no. Yeah, they become good. They, but, what I'm saying is I'll have this near-death experience where they're dead for a few minutes and they'll explain in depth and they all have the same story from all different places around the world. Seeing this fucking dragon come pick them up, take them to this agonizing pain where they thought they were there for thousands of years. Yeah. And then after that, they get picked back up and put in a judge chamber where you get judged and they play everything that happened in your life. Damn. And then he was, he was sitting there and the guy, he was explaining to the dude, he was like some rapist. He was a horrible person. And they played everything that he did for him in front of him. And they're like, do you want to die now? Or do you want to go back and change that? And he's like, give me a second chance. So he went back. He made amends. He turned himself in. He got clean. He did so many things. He became a speaker for the community. He like, and there's stories about, yeah. Yeah, there's stories about people just doing this about and explaining the same thing. So that scared them. That, that day I was shut. That day I left yeah. home for work. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, <clears throat> near-death experience. There's something to be said about that. When people have these visions, now whether or not you're spiritual or not, and you think that it's connection to the other world, that's up to you. But I think there's something to be said that when you die, you have this experience, and you come back, and you're able to draw a meaning from it. I think that that is very real, and that that is what is the difference between. Uh, someone that's going to make it and, and come back and be able to, you know, change their life and somebody that's not. I think a lot of the people that die, they get those visions and they're not in acceptance of any of it, or they want to deny that they were a bad person or they were a good person. And then they, you know, they don't get a chance to come back necessarily. Yeah. <clears throat> like you're saying, they sit in the judge chamber. That's that, the way he described it. It was just so real. In front I feel of like it's called like pantheism or per, per, I, I saw somebody do, a video just recently because when Bezos went to space I saw some dude do a video because 
he like talked with his hands and he like made slight gestures where people were like oh see he like they asked him about earth and he was like oh it's great and so he like made a flat thing and then he made the dome picture and so he was like oh see like some dude was like look he's telling us that it's flat and there's a dome and so he was talking about exactly what you're talking about but i can't remember the the conspiracy no it's it's a creep it's a creepy outlook the, the thing that kills me is not knowing and never probably never gonna know what what's after no no, no like unless we go to space we'll never know if we're, like what our actual situation is yeah so yeah i mean i i mean i fully i i i believe in the moon landing you know there's a lot there's an interesting you don't think the moon landing was fake nah. <laughs> really you don't think uh, both aldrin oh bro oh, I, I i do i do believe in something else about the moon landing though what's that so i believe in the moon landing for one it was on mythbusters and there was a bunch of people who, like did it and it a lot a lot of stuff came back like yeah it's possible like there's there's a there's, there's like they say that oh there's a picture of buzz aldrin standing behind with a shadow mm. there's no way he should be you should be able to see him because there's no light anywhere else yeah then they replicated it in a bunch of different experiments and there, there is because there's light emanating from the surface of the moon there's light there's earth's light mm. so there's there's an interview that it was buzz aldrin died it's the other one uh buzz aldrin just recently died right no am i talking about buzz yeah no i'm sorry i'm talking about buzz aldrin yeah he's, uh, i think uh, he's still alive yeah, yeah buzz aldrin's still alive i'm talking about uh the one who neil, died. Armstrong? neil armstrong yeah so there's because there's three of them there was yeah. three astronauts that went to that went to the moon just one never left the the ship apparently there's uh some interview because when Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin came back. Uh-huh. Buzz Aldrin became the spokesperson for everything. Neil Armstrong didn't want to talk to anyone. He yeah. came back a shriveled person. Like he was like shook. Like he didn't want to talk yeah. to anyone. Like he saw some shit. Yeah. And there's there's apparently an interview that that uh, Armstrong said that when they got to the moon, there were six ships hovering, just watching every move they were making and just studying them. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if they had a conversation with them or if they ever had any interaction with them, but I know that he said there were six ships. Wait, like they were waiting for them on the moon. People mm-hmm. against the Intergalactic Federation, like what? Like that's that was mankind's first step into interstellar travel. So maybe that was that. But that that was creepy because then Buzz Aldrin was like the government puppet because he, yeah. he was the spokesperson. He wasn't even the first person to walk on the moon. And he's the one talking the most to everyone. And there was whatever he he kind of fell off the public eye a couple of years ago. But he did. They they invited him to Antarctica uh, seven years ago or something. And he took Buzz? a picture. Yeah, Buzz Aldrin. Okay. And they, he took a picture of a pyramid and tweeted it. And he, <laughs> said, he said, "We should all be scared. This is the face of true evil." And then he deleted the tweet and then it got deleted everywhere and people like screenshotted it because they were scared of like creeped out yeah. and they're like no it never happened he never tweeted that the government's like no he never tweeted that like when when the government goes out of the way to say tell people that he didn't tweet that yeah he probably tweeted that yeah yeah, yeah. it's like why why would why would you even touch that you know what i mean yeah. if you want it to not be real you do not you don't you just leave it alone you don't even acknowledge it. it yeah, yeah. delete it not even acknowledge yeah. it yeah but uh, yeah have you heard the theory that you know who stanley kubberg is 
Stanley Kubrick, yeah. Okay, so have you heard the theory that he, so there is um, an interview with him where he talks about how he was part of one of the biggest cover-ups in United States history so far, which was the moon landing. He said, yes, at some point we did land on the moon, but the first video of the moon landing is totally fake. And he goes on to talk about him filming it and all this stuff. And then, you know, he died shortly after this, which makes it all more conspiracy. But um, he goes through and he talks about like the reason we did that, which, you know, okay, this is where my mind is like, okay, it could be true because America has this ego thing, right? As an American, I can say I have an ego too. And so like, there's this, this ego around America or Americans that we have to be first, we got to be the best. And so to keep us pushing forward, instead of the Russians beating us to space or anybody, they made this video supposedly. So that way we hail the first ones on the moon. Mm. Um, just the way that in the interview that he was so compassionate about it, it makes me feel like he wasn't crazy and he was telling the truth. And it also, because of all the cover-ups the United States government's already been ca caught in doing, that yeah. it makes me almost feel like it could be real. Um, I believe we've been to space. Uh, everybody in the live chat right now was being like, no, we landed. Yes, no, we didn't. <laughs> I'm kind of laughing because like, to me, it's like, yeah, we definitely went to space and we've definitely probably landed by now, but it, I have a hard time believing that the first time we went, we, we actually made it. That, you know what? I, I can believe that. I mean, I can get behind that. Um, I also, so there's also the, the whole thing where um, Neil Armstrong's boot is different. Oh, really? Yeah, so there, there's a picture of his, of his entire astronaut um, suit uh, in a museum, and the uh -huh. bottom of his boot is different tread than the famous picture of uh -huh. footprint. That's something to be said. So, I mean, maybe they took that tread, they took that off or something to keep it, but I don't know. I believe that the U.S. is capable of hiding whatever the fuck they want to hide. Hi, bro. And I, I can I can totally get behind their ego being so fat that they want to like yeah no we didn't land on the moon I mean we landed on the moon just to tell the Russians that we're there first yeah so that way it keeps everything moving forward you know what I mean uh, what happens if the Russians beat us well then the space program gets not as much funded because now we aren't the forefront of space exploration you know mm -hmm. what I mean mm -hmm. and so to keep that money flowing. I mean, that's just one theory, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm still sticking with we did land on the moon, personally. Yeah. But um, kind of 180 this real quick. Have you seen that Beyonce video? Are you talking about the uh, devil video? Yeah. Okay, so I'll be honest. I had seen it in passing a few times. And yep. when Nikki sent me what we're talking about on the podcast, I saw that that was one of the first things on the list. And I was kind of like, uh, I believe in Satan. I mean, I'm all about that shit, right? So like, I was like, okay, let's look into it. So I, before we got on this podcast, I kind of just did a quick little view over it. So now go on, go ahead and go on with what you're going to say. So I find it interesting because I know her and Jay-Z are into some fucked up shit. I know, yeah, 100%. Them, uh, Kardashians, yeah. uh, Kanye, the, the Clintons, every, everybody. Like, oh, you know, Clintons. <laughs> She's a straight up lizard, but um, we're on the same. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it could be eyeshadow. It really could be her eyeshadow. But thing too about how they're like, oh yeah, it's an eyeshadow effect, blah blah blah, because of the pigmentation and then it mirrors that light. Something I I did notice though was I I've seen Beyonce a couple times on stage, 
sometimes she has like this like glow to her she's like beautiful mm-hmm. something about that video she just seemed off mm-hmm. it looks so weird to me that whole video mm-hmm. and then that happens and it wasn't just the eyes like her whole face kind of morphed oh 100% no I'm in agreement with you her whole face her, her whole face kind of morphed and yeah it was weird and her hair moved in such a way where it was like planned like I don't know how to explain it like it was supposed to happen yeah so I, I find it creepy. I think that could have been something because I know those fuckers are into some weird shit. They, yeah. they eat babies, you know, adrenochrome and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm in the mindset that, uh, okay, Satanism in itself doesn't necessarily, I have a whole theory on that about how the Christian God itself that everybody worships actually the wrong God. It's they're actually worshiping the devil. The devil is the true God if you want to get into it, but that's a whole other thing. But like uh, doing occult rituals where you're doing, you know, like you're saying, eating children to get adrenaline clone, all these things. Uh, I think that it's very real. I think that there's been enough proof out there, right? Yeah. We've seen enough proof. I mean, how does it, how does it go that, um, oh, what's the guy from Fear and Loathing, Las Vegas? Um, that. Well, yeah, but the real, the real. Oh, the writer? Yeah, I can't think of his name right now. What is his name, guys? Somebody knows it. Um, anyways, it'll come to me. Anyways, he talks about in that movie and in his books that uh, he, about adrenaline chrome, right? Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, Hunter S. Thompson, thank you. Uh, he talks about um, adrenaline chrome and how they get harvested from people's brains, yada, 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 all this stuff, right? Then, fast forward, like seven years later, um, you start seeing adrenaline chrome pop up in different medications, and it was like this whole like, okay, it's not because when it came out, they're like, oh, it's not real. Adrenaline clones, no, you can't do that. And then all of a sudden, seven years later, it's starting to be in things like epinephrine and Narcan, which Narcan's to, you know, bring somebody back from an overdose. And so like, if you look at the ingredients, it's on there. Um, so then where are they harvesting it from? Synthetically? Well, it wouldn't be called adrenaline chrome then, right? Mm-hmm. It's also, they, they put it in our faces. Uh, yeah, I noticed this too. Okay, <laughs> like uh, The Rock in an interview with a kid on Good Morning America because they were talking. He was like, "Oh, they're like, oh, I probably drink adrenal chrome." Like he's making like joke about it, yeah. and then the kid asked him about it, like it's some ten year old kid, oh, like twelve year old kid, and he's like, "Oh, how old are you?" And he's like, "I'm 12. and I'm like, "Oh, you have to be under ten for us to take it," and it's just like. Well, that's the thing, bro, is I firmly believe in conditioning, right? They're going to tell us, they're going to start telling, just like aliens, how long have they been making movies and telling us aliens aren't real, but then they've been making movies about it. And now they're starting to tell us the reveal that aliens are real. So that's my thought process on General Chrome is that, okay, it started popping up and moving, started popping up all over here. Then it pops up in medicine. And then all of a sudden the elites start talking about it and start joking around about it. Like Joe Biden just the other day said, I don't care if the Republican party thinks the Democrats sucking blood from little children. He said, I don't care if you think I'm the reincarnation of Satan as the fucking president of United States. Why would you ever say that? Yeah. Unless you're trying to condition people for when the reveal comes. Yeah. Like, there's no reason other than to say that. No, it's definitely you know I mean? creepy. And, and also, have you seen Ellen DeGeneres recently? Dude, I heard she got, she got canceled hard, huh? She got canceled hard, and it looks like her supply got shut off. 
Really? Is she, she just looks like she aged a hundred years. Sure. If you look at uh, Mark Wahlberg posted a picture of her a couple days ago, in uh, like a week ago, he's uh-huh. like, "Oh, she was wearing one of his shirts or something," and he he posted a picture of her, and every comments like, "Damn, I got hit hard ever since her supply got shut off." Of course, I'm looking it up real quick. Yeah, yeah, no, it's on Mark Wahlberg's Instagram. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, I firmly believe that. Uh, I don't want to say necessarily every celebrity or every rich person or every politician, but I do believe that it does run in their circles that not only could it be adrenaline chrome, but I very firmly believe in uh, human trafficking and sex trafficking and all this stuff going on, like sacrifices and mm -hmm. yeah, I have. So I have a buddy uh, on here on TikTok named Revo Wave. He's a rapper named uh, Reeve Kalel. Um, dude's amazing. He's got like half a million followers. Um, and me and him converse all the time. We talk back and forth and, uh, a couple of the phone conversations we've had, he's put me in rabbit holes where he'll tell me something just a little bit, a little, little thing. And then I'll just go off. Right. And he told me about the Van Noyes airport. Have you ever heard about that? Van Noyes airport? No. Yeah. It's in LA. And so, uh, there's a lot of different weird shit that goes on around there. Um, there was a guy that, got pulled over by the police after he went on like a two hour police run. Like he was running from the police in a car and they finally get him pulled over. And when they start talking to him, he starts talking about how they were trying to uh, kidnap him and put him in human trafficking. And he's just trying to escape. And that's why he was running. They end up putting this guy into the sane asylum because he was crazy. Uh, then two blocks from there's a furniture store that's in question, just like a, uh, that website that was selling cabinets, Wayfair. Yeah, for like $12,000 with the name of a kid. Yeah, we found another place that basically was doing the same thing. And at one point, someone called and was talking to the cabinet store and started asking questions. And through that, we found out it's not an actual cabinet store. You have to order any of the stuff you want from the for cabinets through a website that's in Germany. So all they are are supposed like warehouse well, somebody went by there, another person that's working on this conspiracy theory went by there, and the place was totally empty besides a desk and a phone and a person. So then it leads you to think like, okay, so this is a big industrial, you know, cabinet warehouse, but it's empty as hell. And there's only one person inside it backs to the end of like the shop itself, the back door opens to the uh, airport, like literally the land, the, you know, the uh, yeah. landing pad and everything is right there. runway, sorry, is right there. Um, there's also next to the cabinet store. Um, this is the last thing I'm going to say about it. I'm gonna let you go research it, research it yourself or anybody that's yeah. listening to the podcast. Uh, <clears throat> so you remember when Sean Penn flew to, uh, meet El Chapo? Yeah. And it was like, where, how the hell did he do this? Well, there is a black market private jet airline named, I'll let you go look for it. I don't want to give too much, but it's right next door to the plant, uh, to the cabinet place. And that's the place that flew Sean Penn. So what is this place that's right next store? That's a black market, you know, airliner that they fully admit that they fly people under the books and, you know, keep it very hush hush. What is that doing in the same place where there's this cabinet store that has nothing in it to make it even better than that down the road, there's a place called arcade us. And that is a porn shop that installs arcade machines that you have to have a specialized card to use to be able to get certain videos off. So there's different, like you go in, you'll get, oh, I like these type of videos and they put it on your card and that's the only thing you can access. But 
say you're a predator or a pedo and you tell them that maybe they put videos that you can see on that card. So we started looking into this arcade US. Well, the person that owns the cabinet store also conveniently owns USA arcades. Oh, well, we start looking into it more and one of the top presidents for US arcades is also a guy who has a booth at Comic-Con, which his product is at Comic-Con every year, day in and day out at Comic-Con. So it's just, it's a weird coincidence that all these things are connected. And so I don't want to give too much away, like I said, but. No, I'll definitely, we'll definitely be looking into that. That's, yeah. that's crazy. That's, that's a good example. Such a... But what I was getting at is that when you brought up Beyonce and the devil thing, while, while, like I said, I have a logic mind, I can be like, okay, it could have been the, the eyeshadow, all this stuff you and I both have already said it, they're into a lot of weird shit, right? And to me, the significance of all that weird shit and then this 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 anomaly happening to her that was supposed to be eyeshadow. Okay, maybe it was eyeshadow, but I think it's to be to, to not try to be pun, but I think it was foreshadowing for what she does. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that no matter how much you try to cover something up, negative energy is gonna come out somewhere. Yeah. Fortunately for you, Beyonce, it came out in the middle of, you know, a dance concert. Yeah. 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 I, I, I saw that and I'm actually having another TikToker on my podcast on Tuesday. Uh, Adam, Adam Mattis, Adam, okay. no, Aiden, Aiden Mattis. Okay. I'll have to check him out. Yeah. Yeah. He, he does a bunch of conspiracy stuff too. And he, he, he was, we were DMing back and forth about the Beyonce video. He's like, yeah. He's the same way as both of us. He looks at everything with a logic mind. But the thing I can't grasp my head around is the whole video felt off. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I, I don't believe in astrology. I don't believe in I was born Saturday. I was born on a Saturday. I'm, uh, I'm September. So that means I like yeah. ketos or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do believe in energies and I do believe in people. I can read somebody's energy. I could, I could look at someone and be like, oh, that guy's happy. That guy is fucking pissed. Person's sad. And normally look at Beyonce and she just seems like she's dancing. She's doing whatever. But that whole video, she just seemed like it, like on edge or off. I don't know. It's, and the eyeshadow shirt that her whole face morphed. And it was. She was on demon time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> legit demon time. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, I'm in agreement with you. Like I said, I didn't go down the rabbit hole too hard on that one. But uh, I am in the mindset that um, you want to call them celebs, the elites, whoever, there is some weird shit going on, whether yeah. it's wh whether it's harvesting adrenaline chrome, child tracking, whatever, there's some weird shit going on, point yeah. blank. And then there was, you know, Bad Baby. Yeah. Yeah. She came out and she said that it was leaked that a conversation she had about her being with like the Kardashians and the elites and the elitists and like sacrificing babies and drinking goat blood or some shit like that. It's fucking weird. Somebody in the chat room just said, once you sell your soul, they have total control. hundred <laughs> percent. No, I, I don't, I don't, I don't fucking believe in fucking selling your soul for yeah. 50 well, I, years of glory and then eternity of horribleness. I don't necessarily believe sacrificing yourself or selling it over will make you prosper, but I do believe in things like MK Ultra. Yeah. 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 There is control at some level. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And even if you want to break it down to the basis of like, okay, 
um, psychology. Like this is what you have to do in order to succeed and you want to succeed. So you're willing to do X, Y, and Z and, you know, put yourself in situations that you normally wouldn't to have godly amount of money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People make real sacrifices to do that. You know what I mean? And it's not necessarily even like religious sacrifices or, you know, an effigy of a body or anything like that. It's, you know, hard work and time is a sacrifice in itself, right? Yeah. You are putting too much hard work and time into something that's negative. And that's why personally, I really hate the people who say eat the rich. Or like people get mad at Jeff Bezos for being rich as fuck. Yeah. Like, okay, if you really want to like look at it, you're mad that you didn't work as hard as he did. And yeah. you're mad that this man started in a basement somewhere with Amazon written on toilet paper mm-hmm. and is now going to space. Like, yeah. people are just. Well, I, think, I think for me, I'm more mad about the way he treats his employees. I don't Oh, I agree 100%. I have a friend who is a, um, a supervisor at Amazon. Mm-hmm. He said that he gets treated awesome, but he's a supervisor. Yeah. But he, but he says that, that the employees there, that they, they, on purpose, they have high turnaround rates. They want that. Yeah, sure. Want to have people coming in and leaving and coming in and leaving, coming in and leaving. Because yeah. that means there's always the next guy coming in. You don't have to raise the price. Exactly. And yeah, realistically, it's not that they get treated horribly. It's just that it's just unnecessary conditions. Yeah. Like not being able to sit is a little dumb. Or yeah. if you look at your phone for two minutes, you get written up. And then if you get up two times, not even three, you get like a conversation, then you get fired. Yeah. Um, to me, just well, if you're working at Amazon, you could get another job. You get a different job. You pick to work. Yeah. At yeah so. I mean, I think a lo- not to be off topic, but I think a lot of people through COVID, uh, through being off for a year, realize they don't have to work for these shitty corporations yeah. or work for you know a job they hate. They can do just this little bit to get by, and even if they're struggling to get by, it's better than being unhappy. That's what. I, that's why I quit AT and T, man. I was there for three and a half years, and I was under a terror. I loved my coworkers, and the job wasn't bad. I was good at what I was doing, but fucking management, bro. My manager was a nightmare human being. She felt like she couldn't. She felt like she owned me, and that's really what it was like. And it's funny because the day I told her I I was quitting because I got another job, um, she completely switched up on me. She went from being this crazy psychopathic person like she was that like she was that ass crazy yeah and when i told her i was quitting she's like you deserve it oh my god i'm so happy for you between us i'm quitting too like super soon i can't take it anymore i'm like what the fuck is where's this coming from like yeah where was this what was this cool chill person when i was working here yeah but now i'm quitting and you're 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 cool she got what she wanted you know what i mean she got you yeah she got yeah, no, she, that she needs to keep going. I, I didn't I didn't want to quit until I had a better job. And thankfully I found one and I'm doing that. But in the meantime, I really want like I'm I've always been a huge fan of podcasting. And then my girlfriend, <laughs> shout out to Nicole. Big shout out to Nicole. Big shout because, out to Nicole. <laughs> Thank you very much. Because she's the one who's like, babe, just fucking do it, bro. Just, yeah. just get the podcast. Let's do it. Let's sit down and do it. Yeah, and, she wrangled me. And I mean, she, you know, no, me she's she's amazing. She's I've been, I've been the last like couple guests I've been getting him and I'm like, Nikki, listen, I want you to be, she, she wants to be the manager. I'm like, I want you to be the person who gets the guests. Right. And then she got you and she was so excited and, and we were talking about it and she's doing such a good job. She's yeah. doing such a, such a good job. It was funny when Nikki hit me up 
So uh, I had posted the Miami condo video. This will be a good segue into that, right? Um, I posted that Miami condo video and uh, Nikki hit me shortly after that, maybe a few days after it went viral. Um, and then I've gotten like six or seven podcasts that have hit me up after that. And then all of a sudden it just like died because I think what happened is like my video went viral. Everybody was excited to try to get me onto their show. And then I didn't have a ton of viral posts afterwards. Like my, my posts do pretty well. They get a couple thousand views and sometimes they'll go a couple hundred thousand. It just happened that view, that video went in one day, 7.8 million views. And then it proceeded to get 11.1 million views over the next couple of days that people were like, oh, you're going to be some big TikToker. Let's pull you in. Um, and so a lot of people faded off, but Nikki was always constant. And I mean, you guys got me in. So I had two other people that have done it. And I'll be honest now, my, once again, my, uh, account starting to grow again, and I'm getting all these calls for podcasts. So I just wanted to say uh, before we go on, I appreciate you guys, uh, asking me to come on, even though, you know, I'm not some 200,000 followers, you know what I mean? Like it's cool that you saw the conspiracy and you saw the, uh, work that I'm doing and you're like, yeah, we want this guy. Come here. She wants to meet you. But um but no, we don't give a fuck, bro. We have freaking we have like 250 listeners on Spotify, like 300, like 300 listeners on Apple Podcasts, and like 40 subscribers on, on YouTube. So it's like no, that, that's pretty good, man. And don't try oh, to downplay that. You've been I'm just saying, like, we we everybody starts somewhere. And if I'm ever blessed enough to get to the point where like I'm like a Hi, Nikki. like I'm like some top tier podcaster or like yeah, known, I'm not gonna say no to the little guy because yeah. we're all the that little guy's gonna be somewhere else someday. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like I've been really, really appreciative of people like you coming on because I've had you on. I've had I'm a huge gym nut, so I've had uh daniel, daniel rajov he's another tiktoker who yeah. is benching 700 pounds yeah, i had him come on yesterday or two days ago we talked about the gym i had uh dog the bounty hunter's daughter no yeah yeah what she, she came How'd you land that bro i just dm'd her <laughs> really is I she in florida or was oh, it a zoom? hawaii hawaii was she did a zoom like we're doing okay yeah, she was awesome she was so so cool she was like a big like our first big catch that's super cool and then little by little we've gotten we had a marine biologist come on fabian he was super cool and we have adam coming on who has like five hundred thousand followers i don't know how it's just I, i'm just not afraid of that's what it is you know what i mean you keep doing the work and that's what's gonna and happen I, I see you bro you're fucking clearly dedicated to your craft and yeah and you're incredible. Like you, you know, your, your shit. Like you and said, you, you I was like, I gotta get him, bro. <laughs> you research your shit. So it's yeah. like, I try, uh, we're working on it. I can't give too much information, but we're working on a project right now where there's going to be basically, um, like a, a discord basically okay. where you can go to, you'll get added in by the admins and you can go in and you'll be able to look at different conspiracy theories or different stories or whatever. And, uh, everything will be cited. So you'll be able to go in, you'll see the work that say me, the admin has done, say I post the conspiracy about JFK, and then I'll go through it. I'll talk about everything that happened from my research. I'll put all the different sightings that I have. So that way people can go back and reference, you know, the different stuff I use to make this. And then say somebody wants to add something in, they can comment and add different, different stuff in. But 
and it ultimately would be on the admin to, to add it in. So we're going to try to grow this. So that way, because TikTok has a lot of, uh, what is it called? Like content banning or, you know, they shadow ban. They're hardcore. They, they, they ban yeah. our, our first. Cause we're, we were trying to get into the TikTok. We're trying to make a little clips from our podcast and put them on TikTok. And we were talking about Megalodon and there's a super, super famous Nazi picture of it's a, a megalodon. It's yeah. a Nazi submarine yeah. with a uh-huh. fin behind it and a tail fin that by looking at how big the submarine is, you get yeah. to go out from the dorsal fin to the tail fin at 60 feet. So I was like, damn, that's a huge megalodon thing right there. And we, we posted a video saying the word Nazi and it got taken down. Really? Yeah. yeah. We had to repost it because we had, we had captions on it. So you reposted wow. it and just pre- put an X wherever the Nazi would pop up. Huh, that's, that's weird. So I just recently put, like right before I got on your thing, I'm doing a special on uh, revealing the 17th letter, which is QAnon. Yeah. yeah, and so uh, I posted a video and in it I was like, I started getting a lot of DMs when I pr- posted the first one of these people that I guess assumed because uh, I'm white and all these things that they could talk to me on a level of racism and I would be okay with it. Yeah. And uh, they were like, oh, I just want to talk to somebody that's level-headed and you seem level-headed. And then so they start arguing my research about who Q is. And then they start saying Nazi propaganda and rhetoric. And at that point, I'm just like, you've lost me. The conversation's done. And so I put the last video I put out, I was like, hey, if you hit me up and you want to talk and it's fact-based, I'm down. But the minute you say Nazi propaganda, I'm out. So I'm curious once I get off live, if it's been banned because I said Nazi, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it was if it was in your subtitles, probably. <laughs> that's what happened to us. Yeah. But um, listen, uh, Zan, this was fucking sick, dude. Right. Like, oh I, gosh, I, you. you have no idea how appreciative we are of you coming on man. Yeah, of course. And we really I hope to too. If you're ever down, do it again someday. Yeah, I think next time. So I was, I really wanted to come out to South Florida. Awesome. To be able to uh, do it in person. Let's do it. And um, I was totally about to do it. And then my grandma who lives out there is out here right now. So it just didn't right. make sense for me to fly out there and miss her. Yeah. So maybe in the next few months down the road, we can plan something and I can come out, we can do it in person. 100%, amazing. 100%, yeah. 100%. We would have you, we would love to have you because we have a whole setup because like, yeah, I assume yeah. we have cool. the office and we would have the setup, the mics, the lights. Action. That's awesome. Yeah. We'll, we'll go deep. And like I, like I said, man, like uh, in the future, if you're willing, if you want to do some content where you go out and you go, you know, into the field looking for something or, or any of that stuff, holler at me. I'm down. 100%. I, I have a buddy that uh, he's got a little following starting. He's got like 15K and he just hit me up and was talking about going to look for Loch Ness Monster. And I was like, let's do it, bro. Like, why not? Get Nelly, bro. Go get Nelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 100%. If we ever do those watching, you're the first person I'm going to hit up. For awesome. But um, we really appreciate you coming on, bro. And this i'm gonna bump your podcast because we have like five podcasts like yeah. ready to go you're just, yeah. you're, just you're just coming out monday <laughs> you're getting up, to, up to this monday all right Sick. all right dude. um yeah i appreciate you guys um and thanks for hitting me up uh i have another podcast i'm about to go speak on and that one i'm going deep on bohemian grove cool. uh, so next time if we do do one we'll have to pick a subject and we'll cool go hard on it just go hardcore on oh, that subject for sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that'd be great sounds great man all right i appreciate you guys <laughs> in touch. thank you so much see you next time bye see ya, see ya.